Any advice or opinions offered on this program are meant as general suggestions, not advice specific to an individual child. Any choices that you make regarding your own child are completely at your own discretion. This episode is brought to you by The Recharged Family. The Recharged Family is a service network that focuses on providing free content and resources for parents and educators so that they can better support the kids in their lives who may be struggling in some capacity. The Recharged Family provides a wide variety of multimedia content with their Exhausted Educators podcast, Parents Recharged podcast, and the Recharged Family YouTube channel. They also help individual families through their service-based Holding On To Learning LLC, where they'll meet with you virtually to answer any school-based or outside agency-based questions, or just to provide families with some guidance on the next steps to help their child. The good news is, if your family can't pay for this service, you don't pay anything. And even if you can afford it, it's only a donation-based service, so you choose the amount that you'd like to donate. To learn more about the Recharged Family Services or to support the Recharged Family mission, go to rechargedfamily.com or follow the Recharged Family on Instagram or Twitter at Recharged Family. Remember, you can do your part too in helping more families and educators get access to the Recharged Family information and resources by subscribing wherever you watch or listen to the Recharged Family content. Isn't it time to get the child in your life back on track with the support that they deserve? You can do that by going to rechargefamily.com. This is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You better turn right back around because here comes the short bob dude from the Parents Recharge Show. What is going on, fellow parents? Thank you for popping in to the Parents Recharge Show. In this episode, we're going to talk all about goal setting. It is super important and actually on the heels of what we did in our previous two episodes talking about goals and involved with the IEP. It's not exactly that. However, some of these goals we talk about today could be for IEPs. So we're going to get into the process of goal setting and it is like a stepped process and this will be really helpful for you and your child to sit down and go through whatever it is that you want them to focus on, and whatever it is that they feel like they need to focus on. But the one thing I know, and I've learned this through the last few years, is there's a missing component, a missing part to the goal-setting process that most people don't even realize. And we're going to dive into that in just a second. Before I get to any of that, though, I want to remind all of our listeners out there that we are part of the Recharge Family Network, And you can find out more of our information about what we do and the content we put out if you just check out rechargedfamily.com or you can check us out at rechargedfamily on Twitter and Instagram. By the way, if you are willing to help us out and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast or if you're on YouTube subscribing there, it will allow us to get more content out and help more families to help support kids. So in this episode, I'm going to go in and tell you all about the process of goal setting. And I will get into a recharged story today where I tell you a little bit about a costume, which sounds bizarre. You're going to have to give me some leash on that. But it's going to be all about using a specific thing that happened one Halloween and how I used a goal setting process to get me to the end result of creating a 
well, a rather bizarre costume. So a few years back, I was really fortunate to be the lead person on bringing in a new program into our school district where I work. Specifically, we were looking at bringing it in the high school and then possibly then also expanding it to our middle schools as well. And unfortunately, we got it up and running, which was great, but unfortunately the pandemic kind of squashed some of those plans. But what I learned from that specific program, I want to share with you today because I think it will be helpful from a parent's perspective on how to find specific things for your child to work on, areas for them to work on, and how to address setting a goal and how you get to the go- to the end result, how you get to the goal. So again, I was fortunate. I actually worked with the University of Kansas, and we partnered up with them, and I went through a variety of trainings, and then my job was to help uh, teachers and help staff at the high school roll this program out. And I learned a lot of different things about goal setting, but the one thing that I really learned was there was a missing component that I hadn't given a whole lot of thought about. You see, all my years teaching, we'd always talk about goals, right? Everybody knows goals are important. You set goals for yourself. Maybe it's financial goals. Or if you're an athlete, you're setting goals on how many points you can score in a basketball game or how many how many touchdowns you'll throw by the end of the season or how many goals you'll get on the soccer field. You set some goals for yourself. gives you something to shoot for. Well, what I learned is, yes, setting that goal is important, but I'm not even sure that that's the most important component in the process. There are some key pieces that go along with it that so many of us are missing, and it's actually a key component to helping kids who struggle. So let me dive into like the actual process of how you would set a goal. So you can set a goal for anything, and to be honest with you, if you're going to roll out goal setting with your kid you might want to pick something that is highly, uh, just drives a lot of interest to them. So maybe it could be, let's pick a goal in a sport, or let's pick a goal about uh, just some recreational activity that they enjoy and something they want to improve on. And the reason I say that is it may be easier to teach them the process if it's something that they really enjoy, because they're going to want to work harder at it if it's something they enjoy. And once they learn the process, then you can actually apply that into some areas that they might not enjoy so much, right? So the first part is identify what's an area that the kid needs to improve in. What's a specific area that the child needs to improve on? So if I was going to try to pick, just starting out and pick something of basic interest, maybe it's uh, I want to improve my ability to kick a ball with my left foot. As you know, if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, I used to be a high school soccer coach, and kicking a ball with your off foot is not something that most players enjoy. It's something that most players need to need to work on. So I'll just use that as an example. So if that's the case, and that's my goal, I've identified my specific area. Now, notice I use the word specific because that's a key component here. What we'll do is I kind of transition from going from interest to something actual that you might do with your rollout with your child. A goal that you that people might say would be, you know, can I get a B in math by the end of the marking period? That's a sizable goal. That really would be longer range, right? But I'm not sure that that should be the focus of your goal. And here's why. It's too broad. There's too many components that go into getting a B in math. There's a lot that goes into it. So what you as a parent can do to help your child 
is help them dive deeper. Okay, why didn't we get a B in math? Let's talk about that. Maybe we dive deeper when we find out, well, you know, we, we missed a few assignments. And so because of that, maybe it's homework. This is just an example. Maybe it's homework is like the downfall. Like your child's not turning in their homework and it's hurting their grade. And so instead of setting the goal for, hey, let's get a B, let's make it a little bit something with a little more specific substance. So now let's set our goal for, can we make sure that we hand in our homework assignments on time? And we know if we do that, we have a better chance to get to the B, right? You see how I'm get, where I'm getting at there? We're, we're dialing it down. We're really kind of nailing down more specific ideas on how we would get to a, like, what would be a longer range goal. So once we've identified that specific goal, then comes the missing component that most people don't really spend much time thinking about. And I'm telling you this from experience. When I sat through some trainings with this group from the University of Kansas, like my light bulbs were going off and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Why didn't I spend more time on this with kids? It's so important. Here it is. It's called barriers. Just like there's, you know, I'm driving a car down the road. Maybe they don't want me to go into the right-hand lane, so they've got a barrier. They put out cones. There's a barrier that doesn't allow me to get there, right? Same thing happens with goals. So there's barriers, and it's hard to get through those barriers. But in order to get through them, we've got to identify what they are. I'm going to tell you, you know, again, fortunate enough to bring a program into our school district also, I was fortunate enough to go see this program in action. So a lot of times what school districts will do is, especially if you're working more on a district-wide basis, you'll go out and see, hey, you have an idea, like we want to bring this in, whether it's a curriculum or whether it's a behavior-based management program, whatever it is, you might go to another school district, partner up with them, and see how the program worked for their district or their specific schools. And that's what I did with this program. And I was fortunate enough to be in a ninth grade classroom and sitting there and listening to the conversations about goals. And I was blown away that one thing kept coming up. And to be honest with you, it's not surprising. But one thing kept coming up as these students were talking about barriers that they had. And a lot of them were saying, and that's why I chose this example, I'm having a hard time getting my homework done, right? Some of, a couple of them would say things like, well, I've got you know basketball practice. I've got field hockey. It just kind of limits my time. Time would be a definite uh, a factor that, that, that can be uh, a hurdle to get over. But many of them said the biggest barrier for them, screen time. And when these ninth graders started rolling out the amount of time that they spent on screens every day, it was eye-opening not just to me but to all of them. It was pretty cool to sit back and listen to their conversations as they walked themselves through, well, maybe I have six hours of screen time a day between computer or between my phone, between video games and between TV. I add it all up. That's a lot of screen time. And maybe if I you know, just kind of dwindled down my screen time, I'm more likely to open up time to get my homework done. You see, that barrier is what gets in the way of the goal. And so if my goal is to get a B, eh, too broad. But if my goal is to get maybe get my assignments done, my homework done, then what's the barrier? Why can't I get there? And maybe, it, for example, might be something like screen time. So now we've identified the barriers. And again, 
that's the missing component. Like that is a huge missing component to goal setting. Whether it's you're trying to get your kid to clean the room or you're trying to get your kid to get their homework done, it's one thing to just have a goal, but a goal by itself doesn't really move the needle. Identifying the barriers and then what's next. And so what's next is, okay, we set a specific time. What's the range for this goal? Are we going to have a goal that's going to go for one week? Are we going to have a goal that's going to go for a marking period? What's the time frame? And once we have that, we can now see how it's working. But don't just say, okay, the goal's for the end of the marking period, so we're looking at like nine weeks, and just say, good luck. You want your child and yourself to have conversations throughout that time about are they having success with a goal or are we not having success with a goal? And here's the thing. If they're not having success, meaning, going back to my example, they're not getting over the barrier of screen time or they're just not getting their homework done, then maybe it's time to readjust uh, the goal or readjust looking at how we're going to get, in this case, homework done, right? Maybe it's not screen time that's the real barrier. Maybe it is that the kid comes home, they've got chores to do, or they've got, they've got a variety of things they do like outside of school with activities. That's the opportunity for you to stop and think, what is it that we need to do differently? And so we set the goal, we identify the barriers, but then we don't just leave it and say, well, let's hope, hope things, let's hope we get that B at the end of the marking period, or let's hope we get all that homework in for the marking period. We keep at it and we, we kind of keep chart and see how it goes. And if we need to adjust a goal, adjust the goal because you're not always going to nail it the first go round. And then we get to this part. That's really part of the assessing, like continuous assessing. How are things going? Are we getting there? And if we're getting there, celebrating the mess out of that, right? So whether you're three years old or 30 years old, everybody wants to have a pat on the back, either physically or verbally. Everybody appreciates that positive reinforcement. And so when you get praised for something you're doing or actual, you know, tangible reinforcement, meaning that as a young kid, it's like stickers. Here's a sticker. You did this great. Or maybe as an older kid, maybe you're building towards extra game time, some kind of, you know, some kind of reinforced reward along the way that can be helpful. If you're getting to your goal, you're working towards your goal, celebrate the mess out of that. That really drives it home. In other episode, we'll, we'll talk more about like behavior and how behavior builds. It's developmental. And so when I say that, you build behavior like you do reading. When you teach reading, you know kids have specific skills they got to work through. And it takes a little bit of time. You got to build it. Same thing with behavior. And a lot of times, and when I say behavior, I'm not talking about like you know, calling out in class. In this specific example, I'm talking about the behavior of understanding you know, what your job, what your job is and what your role is to get to the end goal. So let's celebrate like crazy when your kid is having success. It's super important. It might seem small, but have really wide eyes. I always say, I always tell teachers, uh, any staff have big eyes because you need to be able to see that they're trying, or you need to be able to see the success points along the way and praise it and reinforce it like crazy. It's what motivates kids. It's what keeps them going. Frankly, it's what keeps adults going too. We all love to have our, our boss, you know, give us a pat, a verbal pat on the back. It means the world. 
it means that I'm going to keep working harder. Kids are no different. That's just kind of how it works. So what do you do if they don't meet the goal? Well, that's the reflection piece, and we're assessing. I can see we're not getting there along the way, or we've gotten to the end, and uh, we we didn't get all our homework in, and unfortunately, we didn't get the B, but we didn't get all of our homework assignments in. So now we reset, now we reflect, and we go back through, and we just kind of reshape the landscape and think about what can we do differently? How can we approach this differently? You are not always going to meet goals in life. That's just how it is. You know that. I know that. Kids don't always know that. They, it can be devastating. I've got a goal. I didn't make it. I get crushed. And there goes my confidence right out the window. So reinforce not just praise, but reinforce the idea of if they're giving effort, keep reinforcing that. They need to know that you see that. They need to know that you see that they're working towards the, towards the goal, even if they don't get there. And it's okay to have goals and not get there. You just reassess and say, okay, was that realistic? And that's something I haven't talked about yet. You know, being realistic with your goals. If your kid is getting D's in algebra, it's probably unrealistic for them for you to think, Well, you're going to jump all the way to an A this next marking period. Mm, I don't know if that's going to happen. And that's not to say that that someone can't do that. A lot of kids could with a lot of extra effort, maybe a lot of extra help, maybe some extra tutoring. It's possible, but not realistic. Actually, more realistic would be I got a D in algebra the first marking period, second marking period, I'm going to try to get a C. Right? That's it's a jump. It's not an enormous jump. It's a sizable jump that maybe we can get to. So being realistic is really important. So to summarize that whole discussion up about the process, let me hit it to you one more time. Identify whatever the problem is. Set a realistic goal and a time frame. Figure out what the barriers are and how you can overcome those barriers. And then assess along the way. Assess at the end. And then reflect. If you made it, celebrate If you didn't, but there's good effort, celebrate. If you didn't make it and there was not great effort, but maybe parts of it went really well, celebrate and reinforce that. But if you didn't make it and you need to relook and and reflect on how you're going to go about the process again, be realistic again, have some discussions and go through it. I will say this, goal setting is not just for high school kids. You can work with the whole goal setting process, to be honest with you, very young ages at the elementary level. It's really important for kids to understand not just having goals in life, but also understanding what's getting in the way from me to that goal. Is there something that's not allowing me or won't allow me or might not allow me to get to that goal? What is it? I need to identify it. And that's important for a seven-year-old, to be honest with you. It's also important for a 70-year-old. So anybody can benefit from the goal-setting process. Next up, we're going to talk about a recharge story about me and a costume at Halloween. You're going to have to give me some leash on this one as I explain how it has some kind of, kind of comes back to the goal setting process in a weird, demented way. It's time to get recharged, people. In this recharge story, I'm going to share with you a little bit about a Halloween costume I had as an elementary school teacher and how it relates as an example a bizarre example, maybe, to the goal-setting process. So let me take you back. 
So as if you've been listening to the previous episodes, you know that I was a, a teacher for a long time. Right now, my current job is to support teachers and paras and administrators. But for 20 years, my job was working in elementary schools, special education, general education, and at-risk kids. And so one of my favorite parts of the year was dressing up for Halloween. I would usually do some bizarre costumes. I just, I've always enjoyed trying to make kids laugh. So try to do something outside of the, the realm of normal. One year in particular, I had an idea. So I'll date myself a little bit here. But when I was a kid, I really enjoyed Karate Kid the movie. You know, the idea of a scrawny kid being able to take down a, a giant, right? Like, it, I loved it. And in that movie was a part where Daniel went to a dance, but he didn't want anybody to see him. And if you've never seen The Karate Kid, you can have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to paint a picture for you. He wanted to go to a dance to, you know, see this one girl, but he didn't want any of the other kids who were the bullies, right? Uh, The Cobra Kai. He didn't want them to know that he was there because he was worried that they were going to mess with him. He was going to get beat up, something like that. So instead, Mr. Miyagi decided to make him a special costume. They made him a shower And he wore that shower to the dance. All he had to do was roll in there and nobody could see him. He was inside of it. It was the perfect costume for that specific uh, event. Well, I decided to try to recreate that costume. What I found, though, was there were some barriers. I had to figure out what my goal was to make the costume, to make a shower. But I also needed to do a little bit of research and find out what were my materials. And so I had a hula hoop. I had shower curtain and shower curtain rings, but I also needed a a device. I'd wear like a harness so I could get the hula hoop well above my head because in the movie, Daniel wore it and the hula hoop portion or the ring at the top of the shower went a few feet above his head. What I quickly realized was that wasn't happening. (laughs) So I had to adjust just like your kids would have to adjust with their goal. I had to adjust. I had to call an audible. So instead what I did, I got some line, like fishing line, and tied it across my shoulders. So it hung the top of the shower ring, hung around my body, around my shoulders. Well, that wasn't the only barrier that I had. I also didn't have anything that would be the fixture part. You know, the part that comes up that the water comes out of. I didn't have that. So what was I going to do? Hmm. Well, I decided I could probably call another Audible. And I thought, after doing a little bit more research, maybe I could get an old school hanger. You know, like the metal ones, if you've been around for a little bit, they don't have any more. But an old school hanger that was like made of metal. And I could bend it and I could shape it. And then I put some construction paper around it and basically like build a fake one. And I hung that off the top of what was the hula hoop. And then my final piece that I needed was uh, two things. In talking with other people, I was able to find what I needed to finish off that costume. Because I'm, as a bald man, I've never uh, had a shower cap before. So I needed to find (laughs) where was I going to get a shower cap. Because I thought that would look pretty cool. And then I also needed a way to make it look like something was coming out of the shower fixture. And so I got tinsel to make it look like water was coming out. So in the end, I had all my materials And I did go through and I did build this contraption. And it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. And when you're teaching at that time, I was teaching third grade, kids loved it. And my kids in my house would tell me, because they will sometimes reminisce a variety of the different costumes I wore through all the years. They would tell me of all my costumes, that was their favorite. It did turn out okay. So 
what does that have to do with the goal setting process? Well, I kind of had a lot of those pieces from the process in play there. I had a goal to build a shower. It was something specific. I had a tangible goal that I was trying to get to. And then I also had to do a little bit of research, which your kid might have to do depending on the goal to try to figure out how certain things could work. I had to identify the barriers. I didn't have all the materials. That was a real barrier to get in the way. And then in the end, I had to figure out a way to get around it. I had to adjust. And I also did some reflection afterhand and thought, hmm, I probably could have been better if I had spent a little more time. I might have been able to find something different to hoist that hula hoop up higher instead of a harness. That was part of the reflection process. But I did meet my goal. It was successful, maybe not as successful as I wanted. It didn't look exactly like I wanted, but in a modified way, I did pull it off. So the main takeaways from this are that if you dive deeper, you identify those barriers, you adjust as you go along and reflect, the whole process is going to help you get to an end result or give you a better chance to get to the end result. Setting some goals for your kid and helping them through the whole process might help them, but it also might help you to support them. One more time in case you missed it earlier, hook up with us at Recharged Family on Twitter or Instagram Or you can check out all of the things we're doing in the Recharge Family Network if you go to rechargefamily.com. And if you could subscribe, it would be very helpful to the podcast. Or if you're checking out our YouTube channel, it would be very helpful because then we can get more of this information, more of this content and resources and tools out to more families who might need it. Thanks again. Appreciate you. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your 9 or 10-year-old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at rechurchcommunity at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.